0: Alright, here we go. We are recording. We are here. We are here. Um to the pod. Yeah. The Faraday the Cave. Pod. Yeah, exactly. The only podcast. <laughs> the only podcast any of these people listen to. Yep. So alright, cool. Uh wait, it's March twenty seventh. it's march 26th cool all right sweet how was how was your week um it was all right i can't really remember anything that happened gotcha yeah Uh okay cool well we can just jump right into me uh, hunting for you know the truth is out there about the suez canal thing when did that happen? Tuesday? Uh, maybe. Okay, so that would have been the 23rd? No. Yeah, we, okay, so I looked it up. It was the 23rd date. Okay. So, this... um. Oh, God. Wait, I have the page. No, I don't have the page. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I read it or remember. So, MV Ever Rising, built by the Evergreen trading company or evergreen marine Can you um you explain to the listeners yeah what mv is i did not you know, i know what it means and, uh, uh obviously of course i know what it means but uh, you know some of the listeners uh yeah no one second i'm not stalling at all right now uh, not stalling folks no i'm just sort of thinking of a way to simplify it so our you know the people who have limited um you know the shrimp brains out there I think you're coming dangerously close to insulting our treasured listeners um who are so dear to us No, I'm just sort of this is sort of like unity I'm sort of doing like this is sort of just like inclusivity that's basically what inclusivity is, right? <laughs> um, mo- motor vessel is what it is, guys. Motor vessel. The, the motor, yeah, what? Huh? There's, just like, a lot of boats that are motor vessels. Yeah, I don't. What else is there, like, sail vessel and rope? If you go on the ship prefix um, Wikipedia page, there's, like, a, the list is longer than you could have ever imagined. Oh, boy. Yep. Oh God, you're right. Uh, there's sailing vessel, sailing yacht, tugboat, uh, triple screw steamship, uh, training ship, triple screw motor vessel, <laughs> twin screw motor vessel, uh, twin screw steamship, uh, tender two, meaning uh, the prefix, the prefix is placed on the tender preceding the name of the mother ship. A mother ship Oh, okay, I get it. So like um like a an anis- <clears throat> like a like a little ship that comes off of a ship. Okay. So it's not like tender yearning um No. two photos on Tumblr of people's hands. 40k, you know. That would be good if uh, it was yearning to. The Y T yearning to. Okay, so wait, right? I'm seeing right here, there's training ship, and then there's training vessel, which is a different one. Uh, ultra large crude carrier, very large crude carrier are two different things. I love it. I love when things are just like called very large as their official name, like the very large array, which I have a picture of on my wall, and I'm looking oh. at it right What the fuck? Concrete vessel? It's concrete. YOS is concrete vessel. Hmm. Yeah, so that's a couple. I'm trying to see if there's any good ones. High speed craft. Car ferry. Combat storage ship. Gasoline tanker. Auxiliary replenishment. Okay. Anyway, the motor vessel Ever Rising, built by the Evergreen Marine Company, um, was sailing from Indonesia uh, with a crew of 25 uh, Indians, not including the captain. The captain, I. So the, the thing about the captain was, I saw on Twitter people talking about it, like the day of, and then. Uh, it's been wiped from the internet. So I went. I went literally everywhere. I went to. Um, I went to current news on 4chan to see if, because that's where I expect they would have the dirt, but they didn't. It was just a bunch of um, people like <laughs> making stupid Q like jokes, uh, because the ship was called the Evergreen, and um, that was. Called uh, no, uh Oh no, I'm sorry. The ship had Evergreen on the side of it because it was Evergreen Marine that built it and Evergreen was Hillary Clinton's secret service code name uh, and then there was a tugboat called the Baraka that was trying to move it so it's all coming together folks Q is rising it means something guys it means something guys i'm Q <laughs> i was going to wait to tell you after we garnered a a massive following but Guys, I'm giving you, you know, code red, code red, um, uh, what is the, what's the signal? What is my signal term? Um, um I think it's just the code red signal. Cal- um, Patriots, <laughs> Patriots activate. Anyway, okay. So, the ship was going through the Suez Canal, and officially right now, they're saying The ship lost power and while it was in the middle of the Suez Canal and stopped moving and started to just like spin and lodged itself sideways. So it has blocked up the Suez Canal. There's a giant line of ships waiting for a couple days, but now they're just going around the Horn of Africa. Um, Cape Horn. Yep, exactly. Oh, okay. So on Twitter if i remember correctly the captain is a is a woman and everywhere i went also they were like yeah it's definitely a woman um but when people got her name i think it was like captain sandra and some hispanic last name so um guys if you see a, a latina like going around just ask her if she was piloting <laughs> the the ship, wow, and then yeah, send it we to us. We need to, we need to get to the bottom of this. I
1: happened to see one such woman at TJ Maxx today. Should have asked her if she was the pilot of a
0: large cargo ship in Wait. the Suez Canal. Her name was Sophia, I remember. So, maybe, maybe it was Sophia Guerrera. Who's that? That's the actress on the um, no, Vergara. Sorry. Did I say Vergara? No. Oh, yeah, it's Vergara. The um, the the modern. Straight. Huh? You need to get your story straight. Oh my God! Look, I can't remember everyone's name. Uh, Vergara, because Vergara is the modern family woman, the young wife of the grandpa. Why would I know that? Because you. You love big bang theory you love modern family you love uh two broke girls you love uh um i think american family is something is that um, a show yeah it's uh maybe i don't know yeah i don't know Honestly, either i like really good television and my taste in television are really good so it makes sense that i would Know those shows and understand your references. You usually wear, like, a Bazinga shirt, if I remember correctly. I do, yes. I love it when people, um, people see my Bazinga shirt and they're like, oh my gosh, it's Bazinga. Bazinga's my favorite character. It's her, it's her, It's Sheldina. That'd be an awesome cosplay. Gender-bent Sheldon. Yeah. <laughs> um... So the conclusion is that... right. No, it's okay. I just want to get this over with because I've been stalling. I've been just yammering. The conclusion is that the um, ship is going to take weeks to move, they believe, which is uh, longer than the Suez Canal. The Suez Crisis lasted one week in 1956, so this is pretty vague.
1: have more crises <laughs> just to you know just fun little crises that don't really like hurt anyone you know like a fun little uh thing you can look at on the news and make jokes about
0: <laughs> and not have to feel bad about it's the kind of crisis i've been missing um what if so i, kn- I like to read. Uh some of those ships were probably carrying like vital medicine hmm shows what you know hmm Um, yeah, that's, maybe people are going to lose their lives because of it, because it takes longer. Well,
1: if I want to think about people dying in relation to this crisis, at least I don't have to do mental gymnastics to get to it. (laughs) No, I, you, I messed up. I do have to do mental gymnastics to get to it. That's what you're doing
0: right now with mental gymnastics. No, I'm not. I'm doing cause, cause and effect. I'm walking in a straight line. You're the one doing the, you know, you're doing the, the the bars. You're doing the, um, what is that thing they they run up to and then jump and do flips on? The ball, the it's like horse, the horse. The, the pommel horse. Pommel horse. So the pommel horse is something different, dude. What is you the know, pommel horse? Run up and jump and do flips on it. The pommel horse is like the
1: little, it's like a little thing that you hold onto with your hands while like swinging your legs around.
0: I think it's a men's only sport. I don't I don't believe you. Hold on. Dude, I watch the
1: Olympic gymnastics every year.
0: Let me look it up. Every four years. No, I'm right. I just looked it up. Um. Wait, no, I'm not right. I'm wrong. <laughs> it was a eclips- it was a oh wait, no, wait. God damn, can you show me a good picture of the damn bomb horse, please, people? Okay, there it is. Yeah, I'm wrong. Thank you.
1: Second there, I thought you were gaslighting
0: me. That's my... That's my... That's my, um... Uh...
1: OM. Yes, you live to
0: gaslight me. Oh, and I I was looking up, um... Just... Okay, actually, you talk about something because I just talked. I just yammered for a while. Um... Hey, dude, you caught me off guard. Oh, okay. Here, wait. I can talk about something else while you think of something to talk about. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, this isn't. This is not a, This is definitely not fun facts. Um, but I was curious. I was like, Is it? Do you have to work when you're in prison? And is that a new thing? And it is not. But I still couldn't find uh, when it started. Um, But what I saw was you actually... Let me get it. Let me get the actual quote. Because I was like, Jesus. Um, uh, Oh, okay. Also, there were inmate strikes. Because it's mandatory for you to work in prison. You have to do work. Um... Let me see, where is, so what I found, okay, all I remember was that officially you, you know, you have to work and you, you are paid, but it is not constitutionally supported for them to pay you. Um, You're paid because from the quote grace of the state. Let's see twenty five cents to uh the California inmate programs inside of institutions receive a little over twenty five cents to $125, one twenty five dollar a dollar twenty five per hour for labor, and then I think in Colorado it was sixty cents a day well that's not so bad. <laughs> Do you want to hear some of the cool stuff they make also the people that produce like like th- that you know, have these, there's a company and it's just called Federal Prison Industries. Um, they make, a lot of what they make is body armor and combat helmets. Isn't that cool? I don't know what I expected. Because, like, if, think about it, because you can't, you know, produ- manufacturing in the States is, like, really difficult in, you know, the market. And you don't want to rely on a different country to manufacture things for you if you have a bunch of satellite states. Uh, so yeah. you have to produce it domestically. And I guess that's how they do it, which is pretty cool.
1: I guess if you think the the prison industrial complex is cool,
0: <laughs> I, I don't personally. I was
1: thinking about the military today. Yeah? The, uh,
0: the vaccine site I
1: went to got my second Pfizer today, and the vaccine site that I went to was on. It was being run by like the military.
0: Nice. And I was like,
1: if it was all stuff like this, you know, just like helping out, then that would be pretty cool, and I would be tempted to join.
0: Yeah, the military.
1: Yeah, I think yeah, I think it was the army. At first, I was like, wouldn't it be the National Guard? Aren't they doing, uh, you know, vaccine related stuff? But they they all had like army on their jackets.
0: Huh. Interesting. Yeah. My dad literally asked um, mm-hmm. in our group chat. He was like, "Hey guys, what a vaccine did you get, Pfizer or Moderna?" And it made me think of that like horrible, shrieking TikTok where the w- the woman is doing the like really bizarre like. Uh, you probably didn't see it, so this isn't funny, but. <laughs> It was like, it was like just horrifying, like not the contents, but the way she was affecting her voice and like the weird dance she was doing. Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. It was something like the questions people will or things people will talk about after the pan the quarantine and then, yeah, whatever. I'll find it. I'll find it. I'll send it to you. It's pretty ghastly.
1: agree with it, but the manner in which you are delivering this content is like upsetting like it was a trend about like a year or two ago to have like OBGYNs on tiktok um spreading like you know important information that that people don't often learn and need to know about their bodies which is like you know great but they're like dancing it's, it's like a 30 something woman dressed in like her white coat a cute little dance pointing at the
0: words like a, like a vaginal discharge. <laughs> and like, uh, yeah, this is like I feel really it, like it. all of those feel like a uh, baby shows and I, the only time people I like come across TikToks is when someone posts one to be like isn't this horrific? <laughs> I, I mean, honestly it really does feel like the Wiggles or what was the other one? Yo Gabba Gabba? Because it's yeah, always just dancing I didn't. Know, I I didn't know that. They do. They've had like. They've had like good um musicians come on. Of Montreal, I think did a song for them. It's about brushing your teeth. For real? Yes. That's crazy. They had the. They had that. They had that crazy woman that liked the story of the eye. I can't trust <laughs> yeah. that. You have no morals, let's just say that. Bands. I I said I have nothing against good bands doing like some children's songs. That's right. fun. It's like when a
1: uh, it's like when a professional actor who does R rated
0: movies does spy kids just so their kids can watch something they're in. Yeah. Or um what's it called? That director he made Shark Boy and Lava Girl because his son wrote a story about them yeah. which is cute um yeah, i mean i think yeah yeah i
1: mean i think that like children's media and we've talked before about the problems with children's media but i think like in its ideal form children's media should be like you are communicating with children you know even if you don't have a child you've got like a kid in mind like your your niece or nephew who
0: mm-hmm. you're like i want them to watch this and enjoy it no that's not true. I like it when they nod and they say, our uh, our fan base is adults. Um, like uh, Steven Universe or something. Yeah, see, I think that's
1: why Steven Universe
0: isn't good. What the hell? I think
1: it's awesome when... Um, I think it's awesome when TV shows made for
0: kids are actually made for kids. No, dude. Adventure Time has to be serialized because it's got, like, a plot for, like uh people to get invested in or not children
1: i think that the concept of plot should be like illegal to teach to children
0: no plot yeah silly gags or just lessons like little you know
1: yeah exactly cute little lessons that's what children's tv shows are about which isn't to say that you can't have some nods to the adults. Most of my favorite shows as a kid were stuff that had like nods to the adults, which I didn't get until I was older. Uh-huh. How like I, I, understood that something was going on that I couldn't
0: understand, and this like endeared the show to me. Yeah. Um. Well, I actually have a scathing, uh, video essay up on YouTube of why Mister Rogers is, um, one of the least. Um, hey, Mr. No. Good lord, I have a, I have an essay on why Mr. Rogers is one of the um, least engaging uh, episodic series to date. Oh, he doesn't. You think his content is bad? You think he's a bad content creator? Hmm. I just wasn't engaged with the story, is all. Hmm.
1: To use um academic language while describing a children's series on
0: YouTube, I, I like do not I do not like video essays. I have a, I have a, I just don't trust them. I
1: occasionally watch a video essay. Uh huh. In the same vein of like watching like a soap opera or something. Right. Um, you know, it's always when I'm like really tired. And I have a bunch of stuff I have to do that Mm -hmm. I don't want to do. It's never like I sit down and I'm like, I've got my microwave pad tie.
0: I've got my little ball of popcorn. You're smoking a pipe. In my sweatpants. And I'm going to watch this
1: video essay. No, it's always like I'm sitting on the bathroom floor because I got distracted in the middle of cleaning my bathroom.
0: And I'm watching a video essay. Got it. Well, when I... (laughs) So, uh, the way I feel when I... Because I have listened to... You have sent me one or two, I think. One. You've sent me one about the Joker. Yeah, yeah, I remember that one. And I I remember... Yeah, I listened to it. Um, But my impression from those is they are, like... The person making them is, like, exercising by using, um, like, words they learned in college and i don't know i just i feel like it's not for for me actually i feel That's like it's not, not genuinely you're informative you're allowed to feel like um content isn't for you honestly i haven't watched that
1: guy's stuff in like a year yeah i found his channel when i was like um i was pulling an all-nighter in an airport in dublin
0: all right um, and i needed
1: something to stay awake and the coffee shop had closed and i was just sitting there like camping out by a charger and I just started watching, like, YouTube. Uh Uh-huh. And that's... And I watched, like, that guy's entire backlog of video essays and haven't
0: Mm -hmm. really watched any since. Got it. Yeah, I I couldn't even tell you the guy's name, so if anyone... It's Jack Saint. Oh, well. This is
1: neither an endorsement nor a a a
0: condemnation of Jack Saint. I condemn him. I sentence him to death. Well, then in that case, that we're like we've canceled out. Followers, listeners, you are my you're the Faraday Cave army. Assault him, attack him via Twitter, get bots to downvote his videos. Or you could like not do that. I sound mine sounds a lot cooler though. <laughs>
1: guys videos all night to get him to the top of the uh the top of the iTunes chart.
0: I know it's popular you have to
1: artificially
0: <clears throat> inflate this guy's popularity. All I'm saying is you never see Car seat Head fans doing that shit. I know it's popular to say K pop is um is really bad. But I am going to say that not only is it bad, but the fans are really bad too. But I can't yeah, I say know. that because we both... Because you have a, you know, you have one in the family. It's less that she's a
1: total K-pop stanny who's, like, you know, spanning Luna fan cams, and more that she, like, casually likes K-pop. Okay. So, you know, I don't I, I don't feel a great burden over it. It's not like I have... It's not like I'm about to write like a, a sad thing piece
0: about how my little sister is a K pop fan. I've lost her to the army. K pop has warped her mind. Yeah, it's like Q. Q does not well the difference is Q uh, enlightens and um <laughs> Sure, okay. Keep <laughs> finishing that sentence. Q Q enlightens and uh if you're a real pa- if you're a real Patriot guys, you're gonna listen to it. Did you know uh, Alex Jones hates Q and Q people? I did not know. He interviewed one, and it was really funny. Maybe he, like, views them as competition. But, you know, I think that's, I think that's normal. I think uh, everyone has, like, a boundary. Everyone has a, a place at which they stop and say, I will go no more. Q is too ridiculous for Alex Jones. Also, uh, on the record... Alex Jones, for the most part, guys, okay, now this is recorded. This is going to be, you know, on the record. On the record. But on the record, he, he does the thing where he talks about things that have happened but comes out with the, you know, sometimes he's batting 50-50 for the conclusion, but he does talk about things that are actually happening. Like the famous... <laughs> Oh, Rogan's just, like, a, a weed-smoking Bernie bro, right? He's, like, friends with the uh, the Red Scare Girls, right? I don't think so. He has Alex Jones on his podcast, like, a lot. But he's a weed-smoking Bernie guy, is he not? He, I don't know if he's a Bernie guy. I know that he smokes a ton of weed and he likes to uh, have fun. and Well, he he's, like, pretty lightly, like, Cancel culture is kind of really annoying. Yeah, he, he did an interview with Bernie Sanders, but I don't know if he's a Bernie bro. I don't I'm not a I'm not a Roganite. Okay, well, I think Roganite. Yeah. I think he's generally speaking a libertarian. Like Yeah, that's that's what I gathered too. But I I do recall him saying he would vote for Bernie. Gotcha. You know, I've never listened to either of these guys' shows in
1: my life. I'm parroting things i heard off of Twitter. Right. Uh, I don't have any original thoughts, listeners. Everything I say is kind of an elaborate... I'm kind of just an elaborate machine learning project where uh, they feed in a bunch of Twitter accounts
0: and uh, out comes me. Uh, that's not very elaborate. <laughs> that's my... Um, You know? Yeah. Do you because have? They're failing my Turing tests until they fed in all the Twitter stuff. Have you thought of something to talk about yet? Like a fun little topic that is on your mind? Um. I can introduce my friend's game, and we can wait. We can finally. Introduce my fr- yeah, introduce
1: your friend's game. Okay. prepared this week, but to, in my in my defense, I'm in
0: Right. Yeah, you guys are pretty (laughs) stupid. Just kidding, guys. All right, tell me about the game. Okay, so... My friend is working on a game, and I will tentatively say I'm the creative consultant on it. Uh, I helped him come up with the idea for the game, Um, and I'm helping with assets and stuff that he should use. Uh the game is called Multimate Adam Sandler or I'm sorry, Multimate Sandler X Remix Deluxe. And the the story at the moment, it's in it's in less than alpha, guys, but the tentative story is um Adam Sandler and three of his uh, actor or a few of his actor friends, I don't know the exact number, are in a RPG style party and they defeat a strong entity, uh, like a final boss type of thing. That's where it starts you. And they gain this powerful item. and um, he uh, Adam Sandler only he takes it and uh, you t- like it corrupts him and turns him to evil, and he enslaves the world. And then it switches to our our MC, and uh, he has to try and reunite the old party, or, you know, gain new new allies, even, to go and stop Mr. Sandler. So he's getting the band back together? Exactly. And uh, I think we're going to make Chris Rock an elf, I think. I don't remember. He's on a mission from God. Sorry, we watched the Blues Brothers this weekend. Oh, that's right. He the, the, he is on a mission from God. I think we're gonna make the powerful item the click remote, so that it can be like a chrono trigger, and he can go back in time and uh, recruit old Adam Sandler. But yeah, it was pretty exciting. Adam Sandler has to uh, defeat his future self. Yeah. Thanks. I would play that before it got like taken down for defamation. What? It's not defaming anybody. It's not defaming Adam Sandler? It absolutely is not. It's <laughs> okay. a mythical realm where there's a character named Adam Sandler. Of course, of course. Ah, silly, cr- me, silly me, I understand now. There is an yeah. elf named Chris Rock. So yeah, guys. I'll let you know when it's completely finished, and I'll find some way to um, uh, get people to play it by, you know, yeah. uh, threat of violence or something. I don't know. Um, our listeners don't need to be threatened with violence to. Um, oh God, play no. Your friend's game. They're so loyal. No, no, no. But They're I, so I. Yes, yeah, so I would like it larger. I would like to even, you know. I would like my my pollen slash spores to go even further, so I'm going to buy bots that will threaten people online to play the game. Okay, okay. You know, you know what game this reminds me of? Yeah. Game that I've not personally played myself, but that I keep meaning to
1: is um, Lombardi's World.
0: What? No. I've maybe told you about
1: this, so I have to understand introduce the concept first of One Trait Danger, a band which recently went viral on TikTok with the sound soundbite that goes, I think this is affecting me mentally. If you've heard that soundbite, then you've heard One Trait Danger, but you may not know the riveting and strange backstory of this band. So basically what happened is that Car Seat Headrest, the best band in the business currently, don't don't send me anthrax car seat headrest their drummer andrew katz started making like silly beats and silly little songs um when the band was touring and he started releasing them under the name one Trait danger and the songs are like it's like a comedy project but also some of them kind of go hard um i showed you one uh the banger on a plane Mm-hmm. Where they're like, music on a computer? There's mm-hmm. like a bunch of uh, kind of humorous interludes. That's like people talking to each other. Um, they just released an album three weeks ago uh, called One Trade Bangers. And it features Will Toledo himself as Elon Musk. So, oh. you know, stream One Trade Bangers on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever else you get your music.
0: Uh, this is not a paid endorsement wait what is what is lombardi's uh lombardi's world yes i'm getting to it sorry i've got my pin board i've got my string i've got my big cup of coffee Mm -hmm. um
1: ink smudged on my hands anyway so about a year ago i think maybe two years ago i don't know um andrew katz Of this one-trait danger, decided to make a one-trait danger video game, um, which would be set within the world of one-trait danger because you know it's got characters, um, and it's kind of all poking fun at the music industry. They've got this uh, recurring character called Tim Schenectady, Pitchfork News, and and they're always like making fun of the way that like Pitchfork runs weird articles about car seat headrest, and they're making fun of um music journalism and the music industry. Um, So Lombardi's World, it is a multiplayer video game where you have to um, team up with people, and you team up with people to defeat Lombardi, who's the final boss. But here's the thing, that Chris Lombardi is the um, CEO of Matador Records, which is the record label that Car Headrest is signed to, which is what what made me think of Adam Sandler and your project, because um, Chris Lombardi is a real guy. And apparently he kind of took
0: it in stride. He was like, "Ah, the kids are making a, a video game about defeating me. Cool." Yeah, that is actually pretty similar. I hope. I hope. Yeah. yeah I hope. I hope Mr. Sandler sees it. Me, me, and my friend who, who my <laughs> who's planning on making it are, uh, unironic Adam Sandler fans. He. You he's sure a, are. Yeah. Unironic Adam Sandler fans. Guys, go out and watch Billy Madison. It's. It's actually very funny. Oh, should I? I'll talk about ants, maybe. Yeah, talk about ants. Um, Listeners, the context for this is that I got a text at like 11 p.m. last night. No, it was 10 o'clock your time. Mm, It was 11 your time. Yeah, I. Okay. This light your candle out and the text says hold on let me let me find it this is such a this is such a hit piece on like me watch Aunt, this is A-N-T-B,
1: for those of you following along at home I'm watching right now and it's really bad that there's a class floor this is our metric for movies it's really bad but
0: there's a class war. look guys oh <laughs> All I'm saying I don't care about class wars. I just know that um the female co the female co-host is a Marxist, Leninist, Maoist, uh Stalinist. Um uh, That's a lot of it. Hey man, that's you not me. Okay, you want me to explain like cuz it's very very like obvious what they are trying to say. So I will explain no that. Okay, then so I'm yeah. And then I will um, tell the listeners about another class war in media. Okay. So Woody Allen, aunt, is a worker, aunt. And he does not like being a worker. And he's telling a therapist that. And then he's like, I'm, you know, and he's extremely, like, guys, have you ever heard Woody Allen? It, so the, the funny, starting of the movie off with him talking to a therapist, and complaining about like uh, how he has like um, these like different disorders and like how he doesn't feel like an individual. Uh, and if you also hear his voice, I think that's that's a you know Jewish coded ant. Um, but anyway, he hates working. He hates digging stuff. He thinks it's pointless. He hates you know having to work together. And then we're shown the birthing. Process where they put the little baby larva on a pedestal and they say, Worker, and they give it a pickaxe and someone carries it off. And then they put one down, they go, Soldier, and they put a helmet on it and walk it away. So there are technically, I guess, three classes because there's a queen ant and a princess ant who are part of the noble ants. Um, but the soldiers are like way huger and way stronger. Um, and they don't really do a lot. They do like scouting, I guess. Uh, and they have a much easier life than the workers. And the workers just sort of have to um, deal with it. And then um, there's this okay, here, uh, this is even better because I think this is directly from like you could pull this from history or like a Marxist book or something. Um, they. <laughs> the general is planning a coup. And so what he does is he tells the, um, the queen that the termites want to are planning to attack the colony. And she's like, Oh wow, I can't believe this. And he's like, yep. Um, we're going to send a, an army to go fight them. And he picks all the units that are loyal to the queen. He has a list of them and he goes and sends them off. And, uh, anyway our, our worker ant uh, pretends to be a soldier ant, so he goes to get to a fight and then it's like this gruesome these termites are like giant and they're shooting acid and like people there's an ant <laughs> there's an ant that the that Woody Allen talks to who has lost his entire body and is just ahead uh and then um he comes back he's a hero, everyone loves him. And then at one point he escapes and all the workers start uh, striking. And they're like, we're not going to work until, you know, that ant comes back. And then, yeah. And then the soldiers try to kill all of the worker ants by flooding the tunnels. (laughs) Sorry, that was really long.
1: Bug movie. That was also an unsettled class
0: struggle. That's Bug's life. I have to. I can disagree, and I can explain why, if you if you allow me. Uh, you have the floor. Okay, all of the ants are the same. Uh, there are no soldier ants, and there's just a queen, and there's no you know there's a queen, and they like having a queen. Uh, and the grasshoppers do not live. Uh, around them. That, and the movie is based on Seven Samurai. Famously. Hmm. I'm thinking. I'm rotating this in my mind.
1: Uh-huh. But. um, I think that
0: neither of them are subtle class allegories. So. R- right. You're just insane about it's class. Like,
1: I mean. It's been a hot second since I saw Bugs Life in Kindergarten. But um, I think, you know, it's a movie where they're, like, struggling against... Okay, you're right. So it's, like, invaders from out of town. And it's not like they, uh... It's not like the locusts, grasshoppers, are actually society. They're clearly outsiders. But, I mean, they're the same in that it is a... It's a human social situation superimposed onto the life of ants.
0: If you, yeah, I mean, okay, I was yeah, being people just really like seeing ants being oppressed and then rising up against their oppressors. Yeah, I was just, I was just being belligerent, but I, uh, I'm going to walk that back. You could if you wanted to, but let me describe the plot of Seven Samurai. Um, a samurai. What are you? Sa- what? What? a film with like merit as with mer- with like merit as a film that it it can't be unsubtle i'm just telling you what the grasshoppers in the samurai uh movie are okay the grasshoppers are bandits that mm-hmm. live in the mountains and only come down once a year to take stuff from the villagers a class allegory No, you know what? It can be. Like cuz I of... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. They're still being oppressed by the bandits. Right. Well, it could even be a libertarian movie cuz it's like, what do you mean you want to take my money? You don't do anything for me. Well, squares on the political compass? Let's try to fill where it all. The political compass that it aligns with is top right because they're bought out by Disney. No, no, no. It aligns with top right because they're trying to form an ant ethno state where they don't have to, uh, and they committed a race war against the grasshoppers. You're right. That's exactly why they made that movie. I think, exactly I think we've done it. That all the kindergartners watching it took away from. The Fascist Roots of the Bugs Life movie. Yeah, that's a video essay. See, that would be a really fun thing to do is take a movie and then just do all four corners uh, interpretation of it to just prove how, like, critical theory or just, like, thinking that something is about something is just, like, completely... It's just, like, nothing.
1: theory
0: oh right my bad
1: um, I think critical theory is neat and I think that the idea that you can take any meaning possible you could hypothetically take any meaning that you wanted out of a out of a piece of art or a text is like you know some people use that to say oh you can just make up anything and you know you can write your essay about anything for English class Wow this is so easy I think it's neat. I
0: think it's one of the things you admire about English class. Uh, I think it's a mechanism of the alienation of the modern society. Hmm. You have the choice of
1: how you want to interpret it, and I think that's beautiful. Sweet. Anyway, so, my unsubtle allegory for class oppression today is um, I've been watching BBC Merlin because I watch, like, really bad television. Yeah. Um, And it's, in case you're not familiar, it's this fun little show from, like, I don't know, 2005, and it's got a little, really bad CGI in it, and it's a retelling of Arthurian legend, except, you know, the modern audiences are there, and they're being pandered to. And anyway, in this retelling, Magic has been banned in Camelot, and Merlin is secretly, is he secretly a, a sorcerer, and he can't let anybody know, but also he's the uh, personal assistant uh, servant to King Arthur, who hates magic, and so he has to keep this secret, and then constantly, throughout the course of the show, uh, you know, the, the state of Camelot is doing, um, you know, horrible crimes upon magic users, and they're doing horrib- they're just doing, like, horrible human rights crimes constantly and merlin's just like i guess i'll stand by this because the dragon told me it was my destiny to be bfs with king arthur and then they hug
0: nice and it's kind of a frustrating show to watch for that reason
1: And i just felt like telling the audience um that if you decide to watch that show that was really popular on tumblr a decade ago then you should know what you're getting into
0: nice Yep. I just had a thought, and it went just right, right out of my head, and I can't remember. Meeting Merlin as a class traitor. No, well, I I wasn't. I was out of the. I was out of the political. Oh, witches. Okay. Someone made a really good. Someone made a really good point that was like, um, if 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 historically and today witches can cast hexes and like. Do magic, wouldn't it be justified to arrest them and kill them?
1: Um, assuming they really were casting hexes and making the village children sick and um, driving the young ladies mad
0: and whatever else they were accused of doing, because that's that's like um, you know we're the we're the descendants of witches. That you couldn't burn, or something, or didn't, or wouldn't. Gotcha. So it's either it's either it's real and um, people were justified to get rid of them because they could have caused a lot of harm to people, or it's not real and the witch burnings shouldn't have happened. I mean, we well let's we don't have to put out what we think because we don't want to upset our um which viewer base or er, uh, hear, hear, hearing base fan listener, listener base listeners here we go i just thought that was interesting that's all yeah well i think
1: that um having magic powers and being able to cast texas and um actually using those powers to uh, give everyone ergot poisoning and the plague and, uh, you know, fungus
0: and whatever else they blame on witches. Mm-hmm. Those are two different things. I've said it before, if but... Just, oh, go ahead. Sorry.
1: If you're just using magic for non... It's just an ability. It's a tool. not illegal to own a hammer, is it? But if you, if you uh, hit your neighbor with that hammer,
0: then... then it's fair for the law to get involved. I was literally just about to talk about guns because you said that. You called it a a tool. I very purposefully... I know. um, I very purposefully used a hammer as an analogy so that we didn't have to talk about guns. We didn't want to. The option is there for us to not talk
1: about guns, but
0: um, that's up to you. You're the gun expert. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, I I still have to... I still have to send you pictures of uh never mind <laughs> and then have you decide which are the coolest. I won't say I don't, I don't remember. Okay, I'll talk about it after cuz that's a good point if someone is listening and doesn't like what I'm saying. Um yeah. Wait, I looked up um I looked up per capita guns in every country and, and, and gun ownership per household. And um, let's see, it was like Finland, France, Austria, and Serbia have like, or, and Bosnia, I think, have uh, like really pretty, pretty high um, guns per household, guns per capita rates and for some reason norway has like low uh gun ownership but they have high gun um guns per household which was kind of strange maybe it's
1: like a a bunch of people maybe it's just like a, a core
0: few have a bunch of guns right that's what it's got to mean it means there's probably yeah. like collectors or something i don't know do do you, do you want to know that the us is Um, twice as many as the second, uh, guns per capita, which I think was, like, I I won't say, because I don't even know. I think it was, like, Yemen or something, but the U.S. had twice as many. That's a lot of guns. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe there was something else. Oh, uh, did I... Hmm. Oh, I messed up majorly yesterday. What did you do? I put I had I got a giant jug of apple cider in one of those like milk gallon jugs and um, put it in my veshemok bag, the like string bag sort of thing. And brought it into my apartment. I had a bunch of groceries. I put them all down. Put the bag on the counter, and then I wasn't looking, and the bag fell over, and I was like. I know, and I was just like, "Oh, geez, like I, I bet you know whatever." If you put it, it they probably make it so if, even if you drop it, they don't, they don't bust open. And then I open the bag, and it's just like half of it's <laughs> in the side of the bag. Uh, and then I was just like, "God damn it!" And I can't wash it because it's got, um, like, I can, can't put it in the washing machine because it's got uh, metal bits on it. So I just, um, I just emptied it. It's like waterproof inside anyway. But I emptied it and then just sort of tried to rub soap into it. Yeah, you gotta like wash it in the bathtub. Huh. Yeah,
1: that's what I do with stuff I can't wash in the washer. Or probably technically could wash in the washer, but won't because I don't trust my washer because it's flooded the apartment.
0: Mm-hmm. That's true. It's January, famously.
1: Um, yes, tip to our listeners out there. Just wash stuff in the bathtub how they did it in the olden days you put in the soap you put in the water you put in your big clunky item
0: and then you just i didn't know, you know that it yeah it's something they teach you in um woman's school huh oh yeah that's real i forgot do you just have to do you have to like beat it or something or you just like soak it i mean just like scrub it a little you know okay so you Our ancestors beat the hell out of their clothes by the river. Yeah, today's clothes can't take a beating. Today's clothes, you know, they fall apart. They're like, oh, wash me gently, dry clean me. They don't know the real struggle. Fast fashion, more like fash, fashion. Gotcha. Fast fashion is so bad. No. Devin, you heard the There Will Be Giants song? They have the fashion. What? The communists have the music. That's <laughs> You've heard that song, no? Yes,
1: I've heard the communists have the music, but
0: my, they might be giants. No there may or may not giants. be giants. No comment. Well, yeah, he says the fascists have the fashion. And it is true because uh, Hugo Boss designed their outfits, and they made all their vehicles look um, angular to fit a like sort of style. So. That's true. That's true. Yeah, they they did have who else like Coco Chanel, I think. Co- they had a bunch of fashion people. Coco Chanel made what? Coco Chanel makes like know. sense, right?
1: Didn't she like? Didn't she work for an Nazis?
0: Let's see. I Actually. Was, like, really- no, you're not really stupid. Let's see. Um, let's see. There was like an Onion article a long time ago that was really funny. That was like um, Sega apologizes for their, their work <laughs> with the Nazis in making like Sonic or something. Yeah, Coco should always be. Oh. The of- look at that. Look yeah. at.
1: Yeah, so I guess
0: they might be giants for riot. Look at that. She dated a military, a German officer in Paris. Nice. Well, not nice. Not nice. I, I, when, guys, when I say nice for the most part, it's just like, it doesn't mean nice. It's usually the opposite. It doesn't It does yeah, I say it for either good or bad. It's just sort of a response. It's like saying, "Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I'm very impressed with myself now. I'm like giving myself a pat on the back. Yeah, nice job. I learned a random fact and somehow remembered it. Nice. That's all I'm allowed to do. That's all I've been programmed to do. Is say nice. Uh well no, remember stupid little stupid little things that aren't important. Audrey Hepburn was a spy, but for the Dutch Resistance. Good for her. Well, she she got like she was like malnourished and it like ruined her career as a ballerina, so bad. But also Me nice. So good for her. Yeah. The woman in the good for her meme died yesterday. Did she? Yeah. Bad for her. That's all I'm going to say is bad for her. I don't think that's
1: a... I don't think that's what you're supposed to say when people die.
0: Well, you don't think. You don't know, but you don't think it's bad. Okay, but like... (laughs) Okay, I guess technically I'm not supposed to say that. good for him or good for them I said bad for her I didn't say good I mean, for so them not bad for her I don't say that either I'm like oh bad for him Okay people will say it is not appropriate Uh well people I will hear when dies. people will hear about someone dying and be like oh that's too bad or something So I'm actually correct It's the same meaning because uh, I have a degree in English. Shut up. <laughs> I know. I <I'm> sorry. <laughs> you know how much you have to nag me and beat me down and annoy me before I break out the uh I have a degree in English. That's the that's the the red the big red button on the oval de- office desk. Yeah. Well, every time you say it I'm going to memento mori because I'm I'm saving you from if you ever say it in front of other people that are less, you know, less forgiving, I guess. I know. All right. We have a super awesome but however derivative um little segment today. Okay. So, I came up with a list of fake book titles and we are you get to come up with what they are about, or they're just their genre. And we can modify the names and say, you know, book title, series. If you want, it's up to you. Okay. All right. Here is the first one. For the readers, I have a degree in English, so I'm very, um, yeah. very qualified for those. You know, when I was writing this, I was going to bring that up when I was explaining the books and why I chose books, but... Um, yeah, guys, I don't know if you know this, but she's got a degree in, I don't know, something, White <laughs> English, okay, White Clock Hanging. Hmm.
1: I think this is a, like, cheap thriller, mystery detective novel that's like, trying to be kind of a upmarket but it's still just kind of cheap
0: hmm.
1: You know it's like in a series about a detective, a hardboiled detective um, and he goes through something personal in this book like he uh,
0: like he, he's really going through it Divorce maybe or like the death of a child um, I was thinking more like he uh, just comes to terms with his mortality. Hmm. Okay. Man versus self. That's what you're saying. That wasn't a title, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those man versus self ones because, you know, it's the most
1: fun type of angst to to stage. Because instead of having, like, something serious that you have to treat with, like, dignity and respect, or, like, another party whose feelings you have to
0: feelings you have to um, consider it's just one guy sitting there brooding. okay the second this one okay stars over tonopa stars over tonopa t-o-n-o-p-a-h okay where is that what is it? I don't oh i that. did look it up you got me it's in arizona <laughs> I have a, I have a Southwest obsession, I don't know why. Okay, I could see
1: this as a, uh, some literary fiction, that, but it's not like, it's not like New York Times best-selling literary fiction, it's like, um, it's written by, like, someone with, like, three MFAs, um... But all they write is, like, little, um like, these really thin books about um, a
0: town in Arizona. Okay. And it's the type of book where nothing happens. It's a slice of life, it's perhaps. It's a slice of life,
1: but with a bunch of, like, white space to make it
0: longer. Mm. The Joyce Carol Oates subtweet. Gotcha, okay. All right, this one... Is blood from the sewers? Ew!
1: Blood from the sewers? Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna go with this one is nonfiction.
0: Ooh. Blood
1: from the sewers is a um, is a nonfiction bestseller. Uh. It is a deep dive into the uh, some kind of
0: murder thing that happened in Paris. Oh you know the eighteen hundreds or something. Interesting. That's yeah. cool. I had not thought of that when I was when I wrote it. You know,
1: Blood Sewers there's gotta be some kind of murder thing that happened in Paris that would
0: merit a book with that title. Yeah. The imagery I was thinking was either it's a nonfiction, like Blood from the Sewers Colon, um the uh the you know um post-revolution cuban history or something like that or um you know it could just be that the storm drains are filling up and then there's what there's blood in the water yeah okay this one's no, pretty definitely about Paris, but it's written by like uh, David McCullough or something it's written by American. okay this one's pretty good the perfidious Professor Partridge. I tried to cover as many uh as many diverse topics as I could, but
1: I think the perfidious professor partridge would be like a uh be a children's book that was first published in like 1950 and became like a not a cult classic, but like a,
0: a family favorite. Uh-huh. There's probably, like, a, a movie in the works at Disney right now. hmm Yeah, I was trying to make um, it a... Professor Partridge um, and his menagerie of wild animals. Yep. It could definitely be, like, a series where we just tag and at the end. I was thinking of, like, a child's book series, like uh, Unfortunate Events or something. Um, and guys, death of the author, because I have an English major, and I can say that uh, the perfidious Professor Partridge. Um, the I was just thinking that when I wrote it, but it can have a different meaning to the audience. So you know, I'm not I'm not invalidating your answers. I'm just explaining, giving you a, um, a sight behind the curtains. Okay. All right. Funeral City.
1: Funeral City. Okay, this is like a New York Times bestseller literary fiction. Um, Comes out in hardcover, and there's like holographics on the cover. Or
0: mm. like...
1: Okay, you know how you walk into a Barnes & Noble, and all the hot new literary fiction is just like a bunch of abstract
0: colors and some words? That's what the cover looks like. Hmm, okay. Um, it's written by like... Hot
1: new 26-year-old straight out of the Iowa MFA. Oh. Ah. Um, got this six-figure but only barely six-figure book deal. And it will be the only book deal they get. Um, I'm thinking like... Oh, it's probably about New Orleans.
0: Um, hmm. Yeah,
1: okay. it's about character study, it's a character driven book. Hmm. Um, okay. But it could also be a setting driven book. Which isn't like as much of a thing, but you know, there's like a bunch of descriptions of New Orleans in every chapter.
0: Okay. You're thinking about specifically those like overground catacomb things, the mausoleums or whatever?
1: Yeah, but also like New Orleans funeral
0: tradition. Oh I don't know about that. It's, like famous. They do that. they do a jazz funeral. Oh, I've never heard of that. All right. Well, cool. Jazz funeral, fair thing. All right. Streetlight moon. Oh, wait. Uh, funeral city, my idea. When I wrote it, I thought of a graphic novel. Hmm. Of some like dark like noir type. So, okay, anyway. Streetlight moon. Light
1: Manifesto,
0: which is not a book, it's a ska punk band. Hmm. But Streetlight Moon. That's somebody's memoir. Oh, uh, okay. That sounds good. Yeah. Are we? Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: divining things from your hands. I'm like, I sense a color. Red, green, blue, 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 okay. <laughs> um, it's a man. It's a man's memoir. It's a memoir about being a young boy. And like, um, his father is emotionally
0: distant. Anything. I, I- he looks out onto the street light. Okay. And the moon. Well, let's say, what about the setting? Where, where do you think they are? Oh, okay. <laughs> because that has a straight line. My 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 vision was it was some it was a coming of age story an urban coming of age story. But you did get definitely the main character is looking out the window and looking at the street light. Correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seven, seven, twelve, one, one. <laughs> Alright. Dark Ops. Dark Ops? Isn't that a video game? No. Spec Ops is a video game. Okay. Well, I've decided Dark Ops is a video game spin-off novel. Huh, okay. Interesting. Um you know, in the vein of video game spin off novels. Gotcha. It's kind of like a whole series, like uh, the Dark Ops. You know how yes. the Star Wars spinoff novels have different series. Uh-huh, and like Halo and uh-huh. stuff. Although I have to redeem my cred here and say I've never read a Star Wars spinoff novel.
1: Right. In, in case any
0: listeners <laughs> it differently. Yeah. I, I had... My vision was like a Magnus Archives type paranormal like response unit to capture slash kill um... Paranormal things or something. And it's all oh, mysterious. Black Ops, which is they call a duty thing. Yeah, Black Ops is a real thing, sort of. So I chose Dark Ops because it's like, ooh. Okay, this well, one's cool. I've already decided it's a, it's a video game. Yeah, you're good, you're good. One night, no cigarettes. One night, no cigarettes. So this is a book of poetry. Ooh, okay. I like that. Yeah, written by a poet with a lot
1: of Instagram followers, but her poetry is a few steps above the typical Instagram poetry, like Ruby Cower. Uh huh. Um, but it's still, it still, dude, if you're writing a book of
0: poetry and the word cigarettes is in the title, <laughs> like you're losing your poetry cred. <laughs> so, That's That's exactly what Um, I was thinking. That whoever wrote this is a tool.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's all like, um, you know, it's a young person, maybe an MFA, or probably they don't have an MFA. Um, so it's a young person, uh, they're writing like, um, stories
0: about various hookups and various childhood trauma. Bravo. Um, They are kind of insufferable in real life. Yes. That, uh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that I conveyed that with just the title. <laughs> I was like, wow, a real piece of shit wrote this. Okay. This one I predict goes either two ways. Um, knives, guns, and other toys.
1: This is either like a, a like a dark comedy literary novel mm-hmm. about a couple who gets into weird violence in, to spice up their bedroom. Ooh. Um. You know, like ropes and whips and stuff.
0: Got it. BDSM, bondage, Not... domination, <laughs> submission, or <laughs> er, sadist, like the, masochist. I think that's all of them. BDSM, yeah. Okay. The other option is that it's a nonfiction, and it's like you're a
1: diamond, gun, strip,
0: and steel. Hmm. And it's about the history of weapons throughout the human race. Okay. Okay. Yeah. My, I had thought it would be a, like a comedian memoir or like, um, like um. A pastel Hello Kitty with a Knife type um, character. Yeah, yeah, who just, like, murders her classmates or something. Or just, like, can't stop murdering. Ha, ha, ha. Okay, this one is... I mean, can I continue for a <laughs> absolutely, second? Absolutely, absolutely. You have the floor. I my first idea about the couple, and I'm thinking it would be kind of more fun if they,
1: instead of, you know, like, wow, all the fun has gone out of our sex life. Um, if they were like it was a gone girl situation maybe. Mm-hmm. If like there's some kind of like legitimate conflict and violence between them. Or yeah. maybe they're like both secretly um, you know, secret agents for the opposite
0: sides and Oh, like a Mr. and yeah. Mrs. Smith. Sure, maybe. But but very specifically very specifically other toys should still be a sex reference. Yeah, I, okay. No, I, I, I. again, I'm not invalidating your experience. I'm just, okay. uh, but there's only one way to interpret things, guys. Okay, I'm going to skip these two because they're not funny. Okay. This is a meta. This joke is meta because we are broadcasting and recording. It's um. don't kill the president. And I can explain why this is meta. Um, In the United States, if you say this phrase without the first word, you, no matter what, will get investigated by the federal government because they take all threats to the president's life seriously. So um, that is a little First Amendment um, breach. Pretty interesting, huh?
1: like spaghetti cigarette arms
0: and, uh, horrible upper body strength, and have never held a weapon in my life. I, I have no plans of killing, uh, I, I will never, ever kill any president. Awesome. All right. So, um, second of all, I think this
1: would be, this would be in the vein of the, uh, <laughs> Hold up, I have to Google this. James Patterson co-wrote a book with one, with an ex-president. Okay, yeah, Bill Clinton. What? James Patterson and Bill Clinton co-authored a book called The President is Missing, and it's like a thriller. Which, of course, did either of them actually write any of it? Probably not. They probably have like two Zoom meetings about it, and then a ghostwriter wrote the rest. That's how James Patterson has been making his money for decades.
0: That's crazy. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, Um. the book is also probably not very good. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the the selling point is that Bill Clinton has exclusive information about the White
0: House. Right. Um, but that's what I'm imagining for Don't Kill the
1: President is just a cheap thriller. Uh huh. Um, yeah, cheap thriller, co-written
0: by Jim Patterson and somebody else. I mean, on the cover. A ghostwriter does all the work. I personally imagine it similar to the steal this book book, the anarchist book, I think it is. Uh. um Where I thought that this would be like, um, hecking, fu- flipping, you know, stupid things that you can't do because of the government. Because of the force of violence. Okay. There are only... Five more. Okay. Heavy clouds. Heavy Heavy clouds. Heavy clouds.
1: I'm gonna go with... This is a science fiction book, but it's like upmarket literary science fiction. It won a Nebula. Um... It's kind of like about ice Nine where there's like something in the water, and the water vapor, and the clouds are heavy now, and this has
0: implications for science fiction reasons. Cool. Um, Yeah. Okay, I like that. Uh, The truth be told, I just wanted to use the word heavy, and I thought clouds sounded good after it. Yeah, heavy clouds. All right. It's also going to be about
1: other stuff, too, because it's highly literary, and it's a good book.
0: Yeah. I, I gave it five stars. I'm good. Heavy cloud sounds good. Isn't there, there's that, there's that book called like heavy, uh, or it's a short story where it's like a science fiction world where um, the whole world is like, uh, what is it? It's like the whole world is frozen over and these people like, they go outside. Heavy water. Heavy water. Thank you. Do you want to know a fun fact about heavy water? It is water made with. Oh no, I'm so stupid. I, all I know is they use heavy water for nuclear testing because, it, um. I don't think it's. I don't think radioactivity passes through it easily. I think. I think it is made of, uh, an isotope of, H two O. That I don't know if that's true. All right, this one's a, This one's an awesome one. Miasma of the Mind. Miasma of the Mind.
1: Okay, you know what this one is? This is a cash grab memoir by somebody about their struggle with mental illness.
0: Huh. Okay. It's
1: like My Life in the Crazy Ward. Huh. Yeah. No, people people go crazy for like um go crazy. People um <laughs> really eat up like memoirs where it's like my health
0: totally deteriorated and I'm gonna describe it to you here in horrifying detail. People love those. Okay. Nice. I thought of it as a um as like a new agey type of like unlock your power, unlock your chakras via the crystals. struggling with brains that People works struggles with it. that it works a... okay this one's awesome underworld colon the machine's son underworld colon the machine's son the machine's son not not uh like like uh not uh possessive the
1: machine's son yep sun, s-o-n or s-u-n u-n like a yeah I mean I think it was just like
0: cheap steampunk maybe like a, hmm. a YA yes she, she can't miss guys there's a uh, you know
1: something's wrong with in the future they live uh, under the light of the artificial sun but one teenager just too special
0: he can see right through it all, and he is going to start a revolution. Just like ants. Whoa. Whoa. It's just like ants. <laughs> all right. Sheep in wolves' clothing. Sheep in wolves' clothing. What, that would actually be. I'm sorry. That would be wolves', right? Because it's possessive. Um, that sounds wrong. Yeah. Sheep in wolves'. Clothing. I don't know. I'm not a grammar stickler. When have I ever cared about grammar? Uh As an English <laughs> major, I'd, I'll just say wolves.
1: Okay, well, The Sheep and Wolf's Clothing... This is a political memoir. It's also Ooh. kind of a cash grab um, okay. about being a... about being, like, a, a secretly... About having some kind of secret. Your secret is that, like, you you work at the White House, you're a staffer or something. You get all the dirt, but your secret is that, like, you're um you're an anarchist, or your family's really poor, um, making you therefore the the sheep in wolves'
0: clothing. Ooh, okay. Interesting. I like that. I I yeah. It's more like published anonymously. Yes. Okay. I like that. I, I just switched the words around, but that was I didn't have an idea. Okay, and the final one and the best one: right. Di- dinosaur soldiers colon the battle of Dinotopia.
1: are
0: like this thick i'm holding my finger and my thumb very close together and there's about 50 of them oh yeah the battle of dinotopia is just the 50th yes there's no nuance here it's very clear (laughs) i wanted this to go i'm sorry continue (laughs) yeah this is actually like a kind of a a david foster wallace novel it's about
1: (laughs) 10 rumination on the american spirit yeah no, Dinotopia was you know a mass-produced Scholastic book fair type book series um, back in the early aughts, but they had a cult following, spawned several oh. forums,
0: and people would role play the different dinos. That's so much better. Yes, including yes, yes. That's so awesome. Yeah, that I after I made that one, I was like all right we can't make any more this is it's not gonna get better than this yeah i have (laughs) to clarify though this is not this is not like the animorphs series where you know grown adults will look back and go those Mm -mm. are pretty good nope these are just bad yeah well it's pulp let's say that it's just pulp people All right, sweet. Yeah, that's that's the list. That's those are the novels that we will all be writing. Yeah, these are uh, under copyright. These are under our copyright. So if anybody out here is thinking about trying to uh, milk the succulent cash cow that is DinoTopia, think again. No, you, dude. It's Dinosaur Soldiers is the series name. Um, that single so far, that. That single book was called The Battle of Dinotopia, which was the most popular one. The most
1: popular one? Dude, you don't understand how 50 book series work. If The Battle for Dinotopia is the 50th book, it's not going to be the most popular one. The most popular one is always the first one
0: because that's the one you have to buy to get into the series. All right. All right. I'm just saying. True fans thought it was the. Creme de la creme and the coup de gras and the, um, uh, oh God, what is that word for like a masterwork? Magnum opus of the, of the writer. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. That's it. That's all I've got. Sweet. Uh, let's, let's plug our socials. Do we have socials? Well, we just say, um, follow us. (laughs) Yeah, I, I actually, yeah, follow her. On mm-hmm. Follow her, don't follow me. Yeah,
1: and uh, also maybe, like, let's be friends on
0: DeviantArt. <laughs> yeah, guys, check out my MySpace. All right, sweet. Absolutely, check out this guy's MySpace. See uh.